Good morning. Welcome to the Bar and Sunday Morning Services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved anywhere in the world by calling 800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND. You can also email me, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org. All right, and put your name in town, name in town, and I can respond. Good morning, everybody. When I said church at bond info, did that sound white? No, it didn't. I'm still working on it. Uh, Well, we haven't met since the election, right? That was this week that just went by. Oh, okay, so we have not met since then. The elections are over. Did you hear about that? And uh, it was... (laughs) It was very, very interesting, to say the least. And though I, I'm not allowed, according to the law, to say, promote anybody, so I'm not promoting anyone in this conversation, all right? I'm just talking about what I saw about the election. All right? All right. Um, I thought the election revealed good versus evil like no other time in history. I really thought that that happened. And I thought that it was quite, at least to me, obvious what has happened in our country. I, um, I, um, my first feeling was when it was all over, everything was all over, it was shock and sadness. And I mourned for three days because you're not supposed to be sad, but three days. <laughs> and there is uh, beyond three days, yeah, beyond three days. And there is a time for sadness. There's a time for joy. There's a time for crying, laughter, all kind of stuff, a time for everything. And so I allowed myself to be sad for three days. Let's see, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And Saturday morning when I got up, I washed my face and I'm on my way. <laughs> But I was sad for several reasons. One is that I saw the the death of America and felt like a a death happened. Like I lost a loved one. And I'm not saying that it's over for America yet. We still have a chance. But America died on Tuesday night. Not all the way dead, but almost there on Tuesday night. And so I felt the sadness for that. And the reason for it, was because somehow or another I thought that there were enough Christians in America who can see what's really, really going on, and they're going to vote based on those values that they believe in and that they talk about and that is in our hearts. I thought that it didn't matter what color you were or male or female, that the people were going to vote based on those values only this time around. And when I saw that that did not happen, I realized that we, we, the Christians have lost for the most part. And, and the good is not as strong or powerful in most people as I thought it would be. It's not really encouraging people the way I thought it would. <laughs> and I saw evil come together like never before. I saw the gay marriage thing come together with the abortion group, people who want to kill babies, unborn children. 
I saw, um, um, I saw uh, angry, racist black Americans come together along with the abortion people and the gay marriage group. I saw young, godless, single females, liberal females come together with the group as well. Women who want free condoms and they want, uh, and want us to pay for them. They want to be able to have sex anytime, anywhere without being married or without, without any notion that they are sinning and something is wrong with it. Um, and these women also support gay marriage or same-sex marriage and abortion. I saw Hispanics come, and Hispanics are supposed to be Catholic and known to be Christians. You know, their families are still together for the most part. I even saw the Asian come out of the woodwork. I had never seen that before. Now, they seem to be independent, working, family-oriented, kind of quiet. I even saw them, that group of people come together with evil and voted Satan. When I say voted for evil, voted for all the things I just named, same-sex marriage, abortion, more government in their lives, uh, just all the wickedness united together and beat out good. They really defeated good. And I was surprised about that. And so I thought to myself, why so many young people voted for evil? All the things that are evil, right? And most of the young people would tell you that they're Christians, that they came from a Christian home. And I realized over the last 20 years, I've spoken to a lot of colleges, universities, and churches, and rallies, and organizations. And I noticed that the people who are promoting good, most of the time their children are not at these rallies, not on the side of good rally. They are on the side of evil. They're at the people who are on the side of evil at their rallies. And when you go to the universities to speak about values, the children who are from Christian homes are angry at you for speaking against same-sex marriage and abortion and all that. And you say, well, aren't you a Christian? Yeah, but people have the right. And so I wonder how you see your child off as a Christian, and they still call themselves a Christian, and yet they, uh, they vote for evil. And I realize that most parents, most Christian parents are not a living example. They're not living it. They don't have that mind of God. They have not been renewed from within. And so their kids are hearing about God, but they are not really seeing God operate in their families, in their homes, and when they leave, it's easy to influence them. And, and yet they call themselves Christian, but they're not guided by those principles. And I realized then that we're not totally gone yet, but we're definitely on, at the edge. We're at the cliff. Um, when I heard that the Christians had lost, it was like a shock. It was like everything I thought was going to happen was gone. It was like there was an empty space between me and the world. And I'm like, wow. It's like nothing was there. And I, it was an experience I don't know if I ever had before. It's like you had hope in something, and it didn't work, and it made it hopeless. Not me, myself, but it was just nothing there. And so Andre and I was talking about it on my radio show, and my audio engineer, he said he felt the same thing, like a loss. <laughs> Like he had hope in something, and was, it was, and he was pretty convinced that the hope was going to work, and it didn't work, and nothing was there. And so he realized 
that his faith was in the government. He literally thought that the government would come in and save us from this, this, fallen, this fall that we were in. And he realized from that that he can't have his hope in anything but God. You can't have it in anything but God because everything else is going to let you down. Uh, and so I allowed myself to be sad. I got phone calls from family members and friends, everybody their mom and calling up. Uh, Christians who say that they have won. Isn't that amazing? We won, we won. I'm like, uh, you voted for same-sex marriage. That's all right. You know, they, they, are, they are here anyway. You voted for abortion. Women have a right. I said, but aren't you a Christian? Yes. How did we lose the difference between the children of Satan and the children of God? How did they become one? You know, how did, and how come the children of God is winning, you know? Why are we so, well, I'm not convinced, but why are most Christians convinced about that? And I think we need to start looking within. We need to wake up, I'm telling you, because they are winning. That's the reality. And there's nothing good that's going to come out of that. Now, I don't know what the next four years is going to bring with these folks and for us, because God can always intervene and make things happen that we can't see right now. So I'm not giving up hope. I know it's a spiritual battle, but America, the Christians need to wake up. They really, really do. Yes, uh, uh, Forrest. Um. First thing you did when you got up there is explain to us how you are speaking to the mic for me. For yeah, going to follow the rules of government rules as far as you're not endorsing. We're let John hold it, mic for you because they can't. It's not going in there. He'll just hold it. Anyway. Where hold am it towards me. To yeah. Put it. Yes. Right yeah, here. I like that, John. I can. I can do that, John. Okay, hold it to you. By my nose? Okay. Uh, no one on the other side follows the rules. The media lies, cheats, does everything they can to win, and John Roberts of the Supreme Court is following the rules, being a noble man, ushering in Obamacare, actually writing it himself. Nobody on our side fights hard enough. They're wimpy. We got two noble guys like Todd Aiken running for Senate and a guy named Murdoch who, who, who stand up for Christian values and they're degraded by the Republican Party, including Mitt Romney. Anybody of conscience is degraded. Nobody stands up for us. We got a bunch of wimps. We got John Boehner, who might as well wear a dress to the House every day that he goes there. We don't have anybody with, uh, with courage, few people. Uh, and, and you talk about not, we, we heard about what God, uh, God doesn't speak to us in loud words. I mean, to me, God gave us a huge storm that we haven't seen in over 100 years and points it right at the godless in our country and almost demolishes them and does demolish a lot of them. And then he follows it up with an election that we thought we were going to win, and we don't win. So we're not measuring up, plain and simple. 
And why do you think that is? Because many, many of us are godless ourselves. We have the righteous in our group, but not enough of them, and they're not the courageous. They won't stand up against abortion. When it comes right down to it, they're cowards. Yeah. Well, the one thing I do agree with you on is that... Just one thing? The, the Christians don't, don't, they definitely don't stand up with boldness and courage. And we're seeing more and more of that. Um, it's almost like the Christian feels that they, I don't know, they have to appease evil. They have to appease them. They don't know that the truth and boldness is what will cause evil to diminish. So they like, in order to speak up, they have to be nice, they have to apologize. And they are under attack, and it's on both sides. That's for sure. It's been going on, though. We have been appeasing. Whenever there's a fight, we lose. Boehner's right out in front of there surrendering every time. Every time there's a fight, we lose. We appease. We put up our hands. We never make a stand. And that's, that keeps happening. Yeah. And it's going to happen again with this, with this next confrontation we're going to have. He's, yeah. getting ready, he's getting ready to, to be a coward again. Yeah, that's true. But... I think, and then I'll take your hand. What I think is that it's not, it's not really the politics. It's not the, the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. It's we the people. And if these values are not lived in their homes, then it gives power to the government because the young people are going to go out and vote in what they feel. And we have a lot of young folks who are leaving Christians' home to go to college in different locations. And they are angry young adults. They're mad at their parents. They don't respect their parents. And so they're not leaving home as strong Christians. They're leaving home as angry uh, non-Christian, but in name, say, only. And so it really starts in that home. If we don't change the way we treat our, the way we raise our children, we're never going to change the situation. That's where it got to start. Because if these kids are really, really Christian, they are not so easily seduced. The Bible said, train kids up in the way to go, and then when they leave home, they, they'll do the right thing. But that's not happening in the home. They don't respect their parents. They're mad. And so they'll vote in abortion. They'll vote in same-sex marriage because they don't respect their parents. They're not guided by those values. And that's where the problem is. Uh, the government does what the government does, and that is... Government is about power and wealth. Whether it's Democrats or Republicans, they don't really care about the people. Once they get in office, it's about staying in office, and it's about lying to the people to get that vote again in order to stay in office. But if we, the people, were of values, we would see right through that and throw them out. It doesn't matter who it is. The so the problem is in the people, not the government itself. The educational system has been brainwashing our kids for 40 to 50 years, and it's showing now. When they come out, when they come home from school, they're taught a certain level of moral values, yeah. and it overshadows what their parents are trying to tell them. Well, see, that's the parents' fault, too. That's the parents' fault as well, because if the parents were, were not so selfish and into you know, all this stuff they're trying to get and the mother out working and the father is out working and they know these things are happening in the school, but yet they send their kids off anyway. That's still on the parent. You can't blame the government for that. 
is in that home with the parents. You hear parents supported abortion all in the name of Jesus. The kids are going to do it too. We got to make sacrifice with our children so they're not taken away. It's on us. It's not the government. You can be mad at the government, but the government is about power. I don't think the government has ever been our friend, even ever since we've been on earth. Because it's we the people, not we the government. And if Boehner and all these folks can get away with it, they're going to do it. They're going to get away with it. It's we the people. Let me take here first. You know, um, when, thank you. When the election, um, I mean, when we first lost the election, my faith wasn't in government. I kind of saw that, you know, America's going down generally anyway. And I spoke even before the election. I said, even if we win this election, our side is not represented well. We're going to lose the next election, and we may never win another election again. Yeah. Well, my only real shock and surprise came because I thought we'd at least make this election and then maybe lose the next one. Yeah. But the... Um, the country is a lot worse off than even I thought. And that's why I was surprised when the election results didn't come in. I thought we had still the majority would show up. And I was hearing how, you know, Republicans were showing up in record numbers, which didn't tr turn out to be true. They were in some areas, some conservative areas. It was, a mo it was our half weight, but mostly <coughs> it was less turnout than, than, than the last election for both sides, actually. Yeah. Um, how do you convince Christians that same-sex marriage is fine? And I ask that of a lot of Christians on my radio show and when I talk to them. They don't have an answer for it. They say, oh, they're, they're here. Who, you know, they're, uh, this, these things are going to happen. Anyway, I'm like, yeah, they are. In, in the state of California, we are already taxed to death. We pay taxes for everything to a point that a whole lot of businesses have left the state. Do you know that there were people, Christians, who voted in this state of California for their taxes to be increased again? How do you convince people of that? You already can barely make it, and then politicians can put a ballot, whomever did it, a, a, a measure on the ballot and say, look, Vote for this. You need more taxes. You need more taxes for the schools to educate. We're already paying taxes and taxes for the school. The, um, the, what's that gambling thing they do in California? What's that called? Lottery. What, a lottery. That, they told us we're going to bring in the lottery, and that's going to educate. We're going to use that money to educate the people. And the fools voted for the lottery. And then they tell us we're going to bring on this ballot. They say, we need more money to educate the children, right? And then people say, oh, okay, tax me for it. And I, I was for sure that that wasn't going to pass. I, I, how do you convince? And they're lying about the money going to the kids in the school. It's not going to the kids. It's going to the unions. It's going to the special interest groups. It's not educating. The children are dumb as a doorknob. As, as Forrest said, they've been miseducated, demoralized, devalued, and everything. And yet the folks voted for more taxes. I don't know how you could do that. And then, and then I realized the reason that they were able to do it, because in the state, there are more people relying on handouts 
then there are those who are working. And those people who are relying on government free stuff, handouts, there are more of them and they voted for taxes because they don't feel the pain of paying taxes. We do. And that's how they got away with that. The government has just taken over these people. And once you give somebody something, they're not going to give it up. They're not going to give it up. And they justify it. That's how we got more taxes in California. And that's the last thing that we need. More cell, free cell phones. Yes. Are you, I think you were done, Rob. Were you done? I had, well, R- because you raised the homosexual and the abortion issue. Here's what the, here's what the other side says, why we are the unjust ones. They say, what is the homosexuals doing to you? If they want to do what they want to do, what, how is it hurting you? And that's how they win because I know, but if you're, hear, really, if you're really of God, you don't care what they're saying. You no, know I'm, that common sense is in your life and you know what the truth is. You do what's right. You don't, they don't have any influence But even the all. people who think homosexuality is wrong, they'll say, let them do it because they're not hurting me. Now, how do you speak to that? I said it, they'll lie. Homosexuality is not, there's nothing good in it at all. But how there's is it There's nothing hurting? good in same-sex marriage. Right, but it, let them do all the not good they want to do. How is it hurting us? How is it hurting it's, me? It's destabilizing us as a society. It's bringing in all kind of wickedness that we don't realize. It's destroying the family. And once you destroy the family, that's it anyway. It's just common sense. That's how I explained to them. I said, once you make the definition of marriage two definitions. There's nothing to stop it from being three definitions. In other words, yeah. multiple women, multiple men in a single but marriage. see, I don't blame evil for what it's doing. I blame the folks who call themselves Christians because evil doesn't have any power. Evil is an illusion. It only has power if it can convince you that right is wrong and wrong is right. And if you can't be convinced of that, it has no power at all. So even in that case, I still blame the Christians. Because just as Satan is doing what he's doing, working through the people who accept this stuff, God want to work through us and prevent this stuff. And we do have the greater power in us than they have. But, I mean, we used to. Most people don't. By the way, this thing went down. Most people don't have it. They don't even have power with their children anymore. And evil went and you, you could go here, Rob. Evil went and, and took advantage of the children and the young people and took advantage of them, and that's how it happened. Yes? Yeah, no, I, I agree with what you're saying in regards to Americans. Um, but a couple of things that I thought about with, with the whole election. Um, first off, what, what I saw was we got out hustled. And... I blame us, the people, for not recognizing what we're dealing with in terms of the candidates and not being able to see through Obama. But on the other hand, I feel like the Democrats out-hustled us, and the Republican Party actually hold responsible for that because I don't think the Republican Party gave us good information during uh, the election. And even to the last second with Karl Rove on Fox News Channel, you know, he was convinced that he was right about everything that he was saying. And all the information that was coming out did not really lead us as a Republican Party to hustle, to go out and get people to vote. I also think that Obama was smart because he spoke to people and he ran a good uh, campaign. 
He spoke to each individual sector or each, you know, he spoke to the Latin people, he spoke to the Asians. And I don't think that you can run today, and this is a little bit sad, but you can't just run on a platform. And I think that Romney ran on a platform. And he assumed, and I think you did too and I did too, that Americans who believed in right and good would come out and vote and we'd win and, and that would be the end of it because it was so obvious that Obama has, has been incompetent. But that's not what really happened. And today you have to speak to people to get them to vote. You have to speak to the particular s sectors of people. And I don't feel that Romney did a good job. I think Obama did a great job doing that. He made people f care, think that he cares about them. And Romney didn't have that connection. He didn't get people to do things that they should have been doing from a voting standpoint. I understand what you're saying in a physical sense, and I guess that may be right or wrong, but it's really not about Romney or Obama. It's about we as children of no, God. No, no, you're, the, you're, the Christians have seen enough. In the last four years, evil has come to the forefront like never before, at least since I've been on earth. And the Christians see this, they hear it, they know about same-sex marriage, they know about abortion, they know that millions and millions of babies are being, have been aborted over the years and are being aborted. They know that every day in the black community, over 1,500 black babies are aborted. And, since you, and you know who are encouraging these type things. And so that alone should motivate you to get up and, and go and do something about it. Um, we can't rely on the government or the media. We're supposed to, anybody to motivate us. We're supposed to be self-motivated based on what's right. And Obama nor Romney didn't do it by themselves. They had other people, and people who represented evil out there doing it, and the folks who represented good. I agree with you that we got to, talk to people about our values. We have to, each one of us are responsible, have the responsibility to do that. We got to explain to them what we're about. We're about values. We're not about money. We're not about power. We are about values. And young people don't know that anymore. They're, these values are not explained to them. And so you, uh, the unions alone spent over a billion dollars and the primary states. And so they had volunteer, up the, the volunteer everywhere for months in those states, uh, campaigning for evil and pushing their agenda to the young people. And so in the same manner, we have to teach our example, our values, but it got to start at home first. We got to be a living example at home. And when you're out there in the world, don't be afraid to speak your values. We got to start educating because the folks on the side of evil, they are assured and believe what they believe just as the folks on the side of good. And so when you discuss these issues with them, you can't convince them because they have been convinced that evil is good, that evil is right. And so it still is put up on us because the government is not going to do any more than we allow it to do. And if we live by these principles, the government has to do what we say. Jesse, you're right in a sense, but at the end of the day, the Democrats, the leaders in the grassroots communities, they were getting people out to vote. 
Okay, and we have the same responsibility as Republicans. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, as children of God. Right. No, I understand. But my, my point is, is that we have to remake the Republican Party. It's not just about Christianity today, because I, I see what you know. You're saying, well, Christians aren't Christians, and I agree with that. But we have to remake the Republican Party, and that's what you should be getting from the election is that we did not fulfill our responsibility as a Republican Party, not just Christians, as a Republican Party. We have to vote out people that don't represent our values. No, no, no. We have to be stronger as a party to get more people to vote because we're getting out-hustled by the enemy. That's the problem. And and that is happening, but you may not realize that if we vote out people who don't represent godly values, we're going to vote in strong people. We're going to naturally vote in people who represent our values and who are not afraid to live and speak those values. Right now, we don't have that representing us on, on either side, to be honest. We, we don't have enough people voting for good. That's why that's Right, why that's Obama, what I'm saying. That's, we're, well, we're saying the same. But I'm saying yeah. you have to remake the Republican Party and how we're doing things. Okay, that, we have to take a real look at that stuff because the, the information that Fox News Channel was giving was not good info. You thought that, did you not think that Romney was going to win? I thought that good was going to win over evil. Okay. I did. You thought Romney was going to win. I thought you good don't want was to say win. that for legal. <laughs> um, I, you thought that Romney was going to win because the information that you were given, whether it was your own information or the ones that Fox was giving you, was not correct. No, I thought that we were going to win because we have suffered enough and evil has come to the forefront, and the Christians are aware of that now. And I thought this time God gave us another chance to save the family and to save the country because good was going to win and sees how evil operates. That's what I was thinking. Yes, Hermes. Uh, uh, I was going to say, maybe getting a little bit ahead of what you guys are saying, but um, yeah, I'm like, I'm genuinely concerned about what's going on right now. Uh, I mean, I feel like you know, we're really in, in a um, serious situation. It's, it's dangerous. And I don't. I think I see people that think somehow the next four years is going to be different with the, than what the last four years were. I mean, we've already seen what what happened in the, in the past four years. So yeah. it's going to be more of the same and probably even more at a more accelerated pace. And so, I mean, what do you do at this point? Do you just – I kind of feel like I want to be under the radar – and not be not be seen, and I feel like I, I, I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. We got to do what Ken said. We got to educate the folks about our values, so that we can vote in people who represent those values with boldness. Well, he said the Republican Party, but right. you know I don't want to promote parties at this point. But we got to vote in people who represent those values, and if they don't do it, vote them out. Don't give them another year, another four years, or another month. Take them out. Okay. And then things are starting to change. And we are in California right now, but uh, God is in California too. You know, and a lot of Christians have given up on California. A lot of Christians have given up on California, which is a big mistake. California is a beautiful area. It is paradise. But a lot of Christians in this last election, they went to different states to, to promote help. Uh, promote other candidates in different states because they've given up on California. And then when they go to those different states, the people are mad that they're coming there. They don't want you to come from your state to their state when you got problems in your own state and try to help them. So they're fighting amongst them. 
God is in us, and we can win the family back. We can win up, get up. We have the power that the children of Satan don't have. And I don't think people really believe that or know that. But we don't have to give up on California. We can win it one step at a time. But if we all had the same mindset as brothers and sisters of Christ, then we would know we can win, and we would naturally unite together and take the country back from the children of Satan. That's all we will lose in California. People don't know that we have the power to do it. And so they give up. Even in your own personal life, if things don't go well right away, you give up. You know, okay, I'm an alcoholic. I'll just stay one. (laughs) Oh, I failed at this job, so I'm just a loser. Uh, What's the name of that guy I like so much now? Albert. Albert Einstein had a quote that somebody gave me they texted it to me, and I'm like, wow, I didn't know Albert had this kind of sense. And can you pull that up for me? When he says that we have to be more aware of ourselves. Oh, uh, Pastor, will you get my phone for me out of my office? I'm going to read it to you. It was powerful, and it is the truth. And most people just don't know it. We can win anything. When you're on the side of good, you're not a loser. The only way you're a loser is because you're not really on the side of good. You just say that you are. You know what I mean? There's no such thing as losing when, you, when you're guided by good. Evil doesn't have any powerful. It has the influence to deceive. Yes? So what would you advise the Christians and the Tea Party people that are, feel like they're in a state of shock right now and they see the evil that's upon them? Uh, what, you know, what? What advice would you give them? To get saved. They need Jesus. <laughs> they, they need Jesus because I can see what Eve is doing, but I still feel that we can beat it. I really can. That's why I'm saying we got to take the family. We got to take it. We got to take the children back from the, the, the representative of Satan. They are now, there are more of them than there are older people, and the older people are dying out. And once the older people are gone, it's over. You know what I mean? And they are dying out, and the older people of Satan, they have learned how to use computers. They have learned how to, just think, and I think Forrest mentioned this, the, the young people have been miseducated the, the, the moment they walk into the public school system. They start brainwashing them dumbing them down and demoralizing them. And just think about from kindergarten all the way through college, you hear the same old stuff all the time. What are you going to think? And then you don't hear your, your family saying anything differently. I'm looking for Albert Einstein quote. Uh, I have it right here. <laughs> Excuse me for snorting. At this point, I don't No, I do care. Uh, Here's Albert Einstein quote, one of them. It's not that I am so smart. I just stay with the problem longer. And that's one thing most people will not do. They will not stay with the problem longer. It's too painful. It has fear in it. And they want to just hurry up and get it over it no matter what it takes. It doesn't matter what it takes. Uh, I stay with the problem longer. If people would come out of denial, they would stay in parentheses, observe with the problem, parentheses again, ourselves, longer, 
every day and night. And so if you can stay with the problem longer by observing yourself day and night, you can win. But the problem is, most people don't realize the ego is feeling so much pain from observing yourself. You just say, you know what, forget about this. I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to call, call my mama. I'm going to go hang out somewhere. I'm going to do this. And that's why you're losing. You don't stay with the problem long enough. With California, a lot of people feel like we're losing California. And we are because California seems like a difficult task now. And so rather than becoming stronger and having some insight and changing it, they're like, what the hell with California? I'm moving. Where are you going to move to? You can go to Texas. They, they started to do the same thing in Texas. You're the same weak Christian in Texas that you were in California. You're not going to California with power. I mean, going to Texas with power, you're going to Texas to rely on something that somebody else has built. Satan is there too, and it's going to change because if you can't stand up in California, you're not going to stand up in Texas. You're the same problem. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Right. Anybody disagree with that? No. I don't care where I go. I'm the same person. Yeah. Now we heard that Texas is okay now. Everybody moved to Texas, even as Satan's children. And so the war is going to be in Texas, and Texas will change too. That's all going to happen. It can happen here and now. It happens with us. The government is not Mitt Romney's fault. It's not the media's fault. It's not Obama's fault. It's our fault that that happened. Because we lost our children over to Ibram, turned them over. And I'm telling you, folks, the moment you get angry and blame somebody else about your outcome, you lose. And right now, you don't need to be losing. You need to be aware because we have some diff. Now, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Let me say it like that. My mind wants to say, oh, we have some difficult days ahead, right? That may or may not be true. God can intervene at any time. But, and I have something to read about that too. But what God wants us to do is to be aware Stand by the gate and watch what's going on. Be aware of what's going on so that we don't get lost in what's, whatever it is going to happen. Children of God. And too many children of God are blind and can't see. Your hope is not in the government. Your hope is in God. Your hope is not in your friends and not in your parents. It's in God. It's in your parents while you're growing up. But once you become an adult, it's in God. And you really have to watch yourself so you can be careful not to get caught up in something else. We shouldn't be angry about the outcome. We should be wiser for it so that we can see what to do. Because once you become angry, it's going to be hopeless. It becomes hopeless. And you feel like it's just over now. Let's just lay down and die. Let's just wait. And let whatever happens, happens. All right? Um... So hopefully you don't fall into anger like that because it's not over. I got up this morning, the day after the election, I washed my face, I went and did my show, I, I do what I do. I, I watched myself, I allowed myself to be sad, but I wanted to understand what happened. And we have lost the young people. Parents have lost their children to evil. They really have. And evil understand that. You know, I saw his hand first and then I come up to everybody. I, the guy with the mic, yeah. yeah one thing I noticed, uh, 
this is nothing new all throughout the world's history. Um, men, the country has, has risen and fallen. They've had calamity, just like what we've experienced. And uh, um, so, uh, you know, don't worry about it so much. Another thing. History um, is repeated itself, that's for sure. You know, what America. You had um, gay marriage and abortion and all that, same sex marriage and abortion on the. On the uh, as a part of the platform, they wanted to take God out, no mention of God or nothing. And yet, 93% of black Americans voted for gay marriage. 93% voted for abortion. 93% voted for evil. And of the 93% of black Christians, 80 to 85 say that they believe in God. But you ask them, why did you vote for same-sex marriage? Why did you vote for higher taxes? Why did you vote for abortion? Uh, oh, child, that's going to be out there. And I realize most of them are relying on government and they're racist. That's why they did it. They're not going to say, well, I did it because I'm a racist. <laughs> they're going to say, oh, whatever, whatever, right? But the truth is they did it because they're racist and most of them have been morally bankrupt. More powerful than that. Just like the young folks of all races. Yeah, more powerful than that. The last convention, we had Via Ragosa here from Los Angeles uh, three times state that uh, we want to put God in um, on one on God and Israel. We want to say that we agree with that, and the entire crowd where they were at said no. Uh, three times they denied well, God well, and not Israel. Not the entire. Most people did. Some voted to put it back, but most voted not to put God back into the platform. Well, the ones that were there, Israel. the ones who were there, yelled. No louder than the ones that said yes. Right, because there were three more times, yeah. and so that was apparent. And if you're if you're not awake enough, or if you you, you just picked your side, your particular side. Yeah. And one, th- I, I think that most people don't realize our battle is a, uh, and I want to know that from you. Do you really, really see that it's a spiritual battle? It really has nothing at all to do with the physical. Nothing. It has nothing to do with the color. It has nothing to do with whether you're male or female. It's the spirit of what's going on. And if you can just really see that, but you got to see it first in your own life. You got to see it in your own life real fast. Definitely yeah. think that people do not think, see that. They absolutely do not. Well, uh, apparently it's, not. It's, That's it's, uh, it's a, these are two basketball teams. What team are you on? Are you on the winning team or losing team? That's the way they see it. They do not see it good and evil. And uh, definitely for one side, one side knows what they're about, and they're able to target their audience. We we know less about who we are about. We're not. We don't know. We don't talk about our values. We don't know. We don't talk about yeah. what America stands for. We don't. We don't talk about even the, our. You know the sacred documents, the Pluribus Union, and God we trust. Yeah. We should be the loudest preaching on that. We should be louder than yeah, those other. Move the other side. To yeah. Take that mic away from him. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, you're totally right. Absolutely right. But the Christians are not like, like that because they're not Christians at heart. Not all, not all, but most are not. They, they have fear. They have doubt. They can't raise their kids. They're co- afraid to correct their children. And then when the children of Satan do something that we don't like, all they do is scream about it. Oh, look what they are doing now. They are passing another bill against the family, and we do nothing else about it. Absolutely nothing else about it. Did I, did I see your hand? And I didn't? Okay. Um, you did? Okay, let's go here, and then we're going to the other side of the room there. Well, I could see 
that uh, when, you know, even the, when they started out, they didn't really want Romney, you know, the Christian. But friends of mine who are Catholics and that, they said there's no way they could vote for Romney, you know, because he's Mormon and they just automatically, we're not going to vote for him. Amazing, huh? Yeah, it's amazing. So, I mean, you know, you just got to see. I just saw that. You know, they prepped Romney anyway to be the running. Are you mad? Against. Are you angry that the children of Satan warned us? No, because it it, it just looked as if they were going to win anyway. Uh-huh. You could just see it because they set it all up. Okay. So, so you know, I'm I'm Do I'm you not see disappointed. That we have lost I, young people. Oh yes. They have been taken away from the church. They have been taken away from their family members. Oh yes. Yeah, that is so apparent to me. Oh yeah. When I was growing up, I was whatever my parents were. You know what I mean? Whatever they were, that's what I was. So what that tells me is that these young Christian people, uh, they are a mirror. They're an example of what their parents are. Yeah. And so they're telling me that their parents are not true Christians. But in name say only. Well, that's what I'm getting from this. For instance, my my son, he won't even vote. He doesn't vote. Amazing. And he was he served in the military and everything. He won't vote. I go, why don't you vote? I I don't care. <laughs> you get what you deserve. Right. Okay. Um, uh, let me take here and here. Ten minutes. Okay. Here. You've already spoken. I need to, Mitt to hear Romney, I know, but I want to hear some people that haven't yet. Go Mitt ahead. Romney would have made a fine president, absolutely. But you know what? But see, he, we don't know that for sure. Well, I mean, it, it, we, it, we appears, don't know that. it appears yeah. he would have been. Okay? Mitt but anyway, Romney that's not what I want to say. Let me make this point, though. Mitt Romney would have done whatever we allow him to do. Politicians don't keep their words unless we make them keep it. So we really don't know what he would have done. Because yeah. if we don't become stronger, then he doesn't have to keep his word at anything. True. But this election could have been won. It really could have been won. Uh, <clears throat> in other words, certain things need to be done in order to achieve results. And what's and that? What needs to be done? Well, in other words, they didn't go about it the right way. That's really, that's the reason why we lost. Here's, here's uh, Obama, who, in other words... You don't see that we lost because of the corruption of the young? Oh, yeah, I mean, that's true. That's the primary reason that we lost. Yeah, that's true, too. But uh, I mean, we must not overlook the way the whole uh, campaign and everything went down. Uh, that's the reason why we lost. That this election could have been won. It really could have been won. Because if you, if you look at the exit polls and if you look at all the information that's available right now, okay, uh, this election could have been won. How are you going to win for the good if majority of the people are morally bankrupt? But I, I understand that. You talk about principles, and, and I agree with that. But, but to answer that question, though, how are you going to win, if, especially the young voters, when, it, when, when you can't convince them between what's good and what's right, what's wrong, well, you see, how are you going to win? You know, for, for, well, let me address it. In, okay. You, you know, we can't for, overlook me, these things because if we don't really understand what happened to the young and why they're that way, 
I don't care how you promote an election. I don't care how you get out there and do it. Those young people voted based on their values and what they believe. Their minds have been corrupt. And so if, we, if every, if they, I don't care what they, they heard the truth. They know what's going on. They knew then what they voted for, yet they voted for it. Where is that God and light that's inside of them that should have guided them to, to do the right thing? Well, that, that is all true what you're saying, but... But there is no but then. But there is. Okay, give there me the is. but. There Go ahead. absolutely is. You know what? If you are really a skilled person, you can bring about results, uh, optimal results. But if you don't run the campaign right, I mean really right all the way, you're not going to win. That's the bottom line. You're not going to win. You see? So that's, that's what I <laughs> I I understand. You're not saying two different things. The mechanics of it, there there were certain things that didn't get done. That didn't get done. And because of that, let me ask you this. I mean, whatever you're saying is all true. Those principles do apply. I'm not not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is the mechanics and the way this campaign could have been run. It would have been possible for, for, for uh, Romney to win. All right. Right here. Whatever. I know. <laughs> I'll make this as short as possible. The way I, uh, my sadness for what happened to the com- at the election was n- roughly no different from what happened when you informed me that your friend Mensa Watch was suffering from an aneurysm. You put... Uh, it seems like you uh, wish and hope and pray, uh, pray that your uh, the friend of yours will come over, will rise above a sickness like this, and yet you feel in the deep pit of your stomach that he uh, that he may not uh, that friend may not have the strength to rise above uh, the uh, above it or find the strength to rise above it. What I felt. Uh, when, uh, when I heard your friend was sick, I knew that... Make a long story short because I'm running out of time here. Understood. When I knew your friend, uh, friend was sick, I knew that his ch- the ch- his chances were slim. And that's why I think about this co- uh, country. Did, uh, what happened in this country is, uh, is perhaps the biggest example of Murphy's Law. What, what can go wrong will go wrong. Okay. Thank you, buddy. Um, that was something you said that I wanted to respond to. Da 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 da. Let's go to force. Um, yeah, it won't come back to my mind. Oh, you have, um, I believe, is what forty-seven, almost fifty percent of the American people who are relying on government in one form or another today. How are you going to win for good? If these people are relying on somebody else to think for them, take care of them, feed them, pay for free condoms as contraception, kill the unborn child, what makes you think that we can win for good without changing the hearts and minds of those people? Those people, their hearts are corrupt. They are not, I don't care how you do an election. If it sounds like you're going to take away their free stuff, they're not going to come to you. You got to change their hearts first, and that's what the Christians are not doing. I'm telling you, you can run a campaign until the cows come home. You can knock on doors. You can, if you don't change that heart and let these people know that there's a better way of living, you're not really getting anywhere with someone taking care of you, you're spiritually dead, it's not going to work. 
I'm sorry, just not going to work. And if you doubt me, look at the black community. The black community, a perfect example of what you don't want to do. The black community gave up the family. The fathers are no good. The mothers and children, even fathers now, are relying on the government. Government, and this has been going on for 50 years. Do you see any change happening in there? They know about abortion, and a whole lot of black folks say they don't even support same-sex marriage or abortion, but yet they vote for it day in and day out because of the handout. That's why they do it, and because they're racist. But it's more the handout than it is the racism it, race itself. It's more the free stuff. I'm telling you this. Someone giving you free cell phone, you ain't going to go against that person. <laughs> Even if you don't like them, you'll be like, uh-uh, this person paying for my phones. <laughs> you got, and ladies got to see that. You got to change the heart in order to change the situation. Yes, boy, real fast for me, buddy. And Ed, I want you to read something. We have about seven minutes. Go ahead, boy. Said is valid about our organization. Those the Democrats went down there with buses, pulled people out of their houses, and made them vote. We we didn't have that kind of an organization, not nearly as good. But I also agree with you about change the hearts and minds of people. The trouble is, you, know, you have 70 percent of Jews, over 70 percent of Hispanics, over 90 percent of blacks, and. Who, who knows what percent of young women and young people in their 20s walking around with their hand out? That's what they're doing. Well, that's what I just said. That's what the problem is. 50, I agree, I agree with you. That is the, that the, is the problem. How so do you get to these people? We change the value. We talk to them. We get them to see the right way, and then we can change it. Okay. Ed, come I'm on at down. I'm so Hold your watch. thoughts until afterward. i got to read this. I'm running out of time. So what? Yes. Okay. As a customer, right? Hey, read this for me. Do I need this? Uh, yeah, you do need this. This is uh, Matthew 24. Uh, let's see, read 36 through 44. All right. Uh, so start start with 32. Take from take all yeah. the way till the time for this. And then till what? To right here. To expect? Expect, yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me. The time of this coming. Take the fig tree as a parable. As soon as its twigs grow supple and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. So with you, when you see all these things, know that he is near, right at the gates. In truth, I tell you, before this generation has passed away, all these things will have taken place. Sky and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But as for that day and hour, nobody knows it, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, no one but the Father alone. As it was in Noah's day, so it will be when the Son of Man comes. For in those days before the flood, people were eating, drinking, taking wives, taking husbands, right up to the day Noah went into the ark, and they suspected nothing till the flood came and swept them all away. This is what it will be like when the Son of Man comes. Then of two men in the fields, one is taken, one left. Of two women grinding at the mill, one is taken, one left. So stay awake, because you do not know the day when your master is coming. You may be quite sure of this, that if the householder had known at what time of the night the burglar would come, he would have stayed awake and would not have allowed anyone to break through the wall of his house. Therefore, you must stand ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. 
Thank you. Get that back to him. Sorry. In closing, folks, you got to wake up. You got to be conscious. You got to have one mind of God. You got to be alert because you, you got to see what's going on. If you can really see what's going on, then you can make the change. And it all starts with self first. This, this thing that just happened, the first thing to do is to look at yourself so you can really see the depths and understand what's really going on. You can't, you can't be evil. You can't win over evil by being evil. You won't win. There's nothing to fight evil with. You need the light. You need the love. You need God to guide you. And Republicans, many are trying to fight evil with evil. That's why you're losing. It's not, it's, it's, all this other stuff is happening. You know, maybe they didn't do this right and maybe they didn't do that right. But the problem is you're trying to win with evil. And that's why you can't win. If you had good, everybody else will see it. They'll see it and they'll follow. They will follow. You can run great campaigns until the cows come home, but if you're doing it with the wrong spirit, you're not going to win it. It really not. It's the spirit that guides us, not the way somebody... And I'm not saying you shouldn't run a good... You should work hard. You should run a good life. But what I'm saying is you got to look at the depths of what's really, really going on. And most Christians are not true children of God. They're no different than the Christians who support abortion, uh, support evil, support that kind of stuff. Otherwise, they would have their children. The kids would follow the parents if you're doing the right thing. If that foundation is laid properly while they're growing up, then they're going to do the right thing as adults. They're not going to go far away from that. And so if somebody tried to brainwash them, they will see as adults, they'll see it and they'll resist it. The, the, children, the Christian children don't see that anymore. And it's all color. It's not just the black ones. It's all races. Yes, real fast. Another question from uh, Dan from Kentucky. Dan from Kentucky. And he says that uh, Barack Obama is tearing the country apart, that he's divided the races and is dividing this country. And he wants to know, should he forgive Barack Obama? Um, first of all, Barack Obama is not doing it alone. One man is not destroying the country. It's a whole group of folks destroying the country. And as for forgiveness, if you're a Christian, you're already in forgiveness. You don't need to forgive because your life is, you've already repented, you've been born again, and your life is about forgiveness. You speak up, you deal with it, but you don't hate. You do not hate, and that's where the power is. So, yeah, you can't hold this against anyone. It's not Barack Obama's fault that the Christians are weak. It's not the Democratic Party or the Republican Party fault that the Christians are weak. It's our fault. It's each individual fault. So, yeah, don't hate because that's the problem now. Christians don't have real love. If they had real love, you would see it in their children. You will see it in the children. And love overcome. And I'm not talking about emotional love. I'm not talking about the love you think about and all that trash that you feel. I'm talking about the real love overcomes anything. It really does. And that's what we need to be looking. And we need to be out there uh, getting this message out. That's what we need to be talking about, folks. 
Because if you got two evil organizations trying to win, we're not winners in that. We're losers in that. Even if the Republican had won, it doesn't mean anything was going to change if we don't change. That makes sense? So you got to be still, go inside, and know thyself so that God can guide you, all right? Thank you for tuning in, and thank you guys and ladies for coming. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. You're already home.